This is Magnolia Leadership Podcast, heart, soul, and earth aligned. I'm Katherine Miller, a holistic practitioner of 30 years and your host. Join me as we discuss what it means to lead from the sacred feminine. Magnolia Leadership is here to guide you home, remind you of your courage, awaken your deepest knowing, revealing your fullest expression, and supporting your beautiful blossoming. Welcome in. All right, we have an extra special woman with us today. I'd like to introduce you to someone who is near and dear to my heart, Ria Mistades. She is a psychotherapist, a fellow healer, and a sister on this path of transformative work. Ria supports her clients to connect to their inner power and their truth and their spiritual wisdom, and helps them move into greater and greater levels of wholeness. In this episode, we are looking at all kinds of fun topics, including the importance of acknowledging cycles in the world and in everything, even when the dominant culture refuses to acknowledge that. We look at what happens with women who are torn between honoring their own soul path and balancing that with their family and cultural expectations. We talk about what it can feel like to drop out of linear processing into the body and into the feeling state. We look at the inner critic and the critic in its unique form for females as they confront it. We discuss Rhea's own personal evolution with the feminine and her practices of elevating the sacred. And we also take some time to talk about the destruction phase of transformation when things are falling apart and how necessary that is for our evolution of consciousness. I hope you enjoy Rhea as much as I do. So if you could start just by sharing your name, and the name of your business, and then we'll take it from there. Well, my name is Ria Mistades, and same name for my business with a few extra letters. So it's Ria Mistades, psychotherapist and healer, is what I like to call myself. And it felt really important to include the and healer part mm-hmm. um, as part of my reclaiming my identity as a, you know, as as a healer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Welcome. Thank you. And we have had many, many, many relationships. And so those are all represented here. Friend, sister, we've done healing work together. And so we're coming at this from multi layers. Right. So I just want to honor you and who I know you to be. And thank you, Catherine, who I see you to be as just such a channel for the goddess. Oh, in so many ways. Yeah. What did that just touch in you? Uh, It's nice to, it's nice to talk about this Mm. in, in adult conversation, because I think the the goddess is still, still emerging. It feels like, I mean, she's very present in certain places and certain cultures, but Mm. I think she's still also still emerging. So it's nice to name her and welcome her and yeah in both of us. And as you feel in, I love the, like your response, what does mm-hmm. that, what does that bring forward in you? Just that you have permission <sighs> to come here. This is a safe place for us to really talk about the importance of the sacred feminine and the goddess. Yeah, uh, so much. I mean, it, playfulness, it brings up, it brings up just freedom to sway and to enjoy life and to be in the pleasure space of life Mm. yeah all that it also brings up power a different kind of power and i'll stop there for now it's bringing up a lot but that's that's what it brought up in that little yeah and that's why that's why this conversation (laughs) is so juicy right i love that it's bringing you into your hips and us, mm-hmm. you know, into that swaying, right? Because Sway. 
you know, one of the things that I'm really exploring more and more is we don't have to do anything to be in the sacred feminine because we mm. are it. We're our bodies mm. have it mm. mm -hmm. right here. Mm -hmm. And all we have to do is plug in. Mm -hmm. And it is a different power and it does have movement and it is juicy and playful and strong in a totally different way. So I love mm -hmm. that we went right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's sometimes taboo to talk about too. Mm -hmm. Also. So I'm glad that was the other thing that was coming up because I'm glad we're talking about it. It feels important. So we're disrupting. Mm -hmm. I want to just name these conversations are meant to disrupt that you know one of my visions for magnolia leadership which is what this podcast is a part of is i want sacred women to be honored and compensated as much mm -hmm. as a doctor a lawyer i mean those can also they're very meaningful but i want the sacred woman the priestess to be restored yeah right and yeah. and we have yeah. to be willing to say this is who i am yeah Right. And I heard you say like healer feels important. Right. Yes. Right. And that's a part of this. It's like we have to undo the conditioning. Yes. And the years and the lifetimes. Lifetimes. And the experience of like, what does it mean that we can actually sit and safely have this conversation and stay in our bodies mm -hmm. and have each other? Right. Mm -hmm. It's just like mm -hmm. that's actually a radical act. Mm hmm. Yeah, and it's it's different. You know, you're recording these conversations. People are going to view or listen to them, and it feels different than having a women's circle and being together on a cold Friday night, mm -hmm. uh, gathered by the fire. That feels a little more mm -hmm. to ourselves and intimate, closed safe maybe and this feels a little a, there's a little more riskiness mm. for me anyway mm. probably for a lot of women in mm. talking about this stuff i remember i grew up catholic and in college was when i my awakening happened into the sacred feminine i read uh mary daly beyond god the father mm. and and she, that just opened a lot of different channels for me about oh right uh there's a feminine principle and why why have i only been taught about the masculine father god son jesus sort of thing i mean the mother mary's there but she's kind of secondary tertiary not really primary right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that that's I, I didn't know this about you that you had had an awakening around you know the divine feminine in college college through a body of work uh-huh uh-huh it was it was such an interesting like i i wanted there was pre-med right talk about the the linear mm -hmm. ways in which children are funneled through the education system to become who they are supposed to be career oriented right there was doctor lawyer accountant teacher nurse mm -hmm. maybe politician maybe but healer, mm -hmm. right? Preacher, that was not in my, in my realm. Mm -hmm. So you took a path that honored your desire to be of service and to help, right? Yeah, I did. You, you took a, a path that would lead to that. It makes sense mm -hmm. to choose that. That's the path I chose too, right? Mm -hmm. well, I chose business and then came around to this path of, you know, getting educated as a therapist and then branching out and it sounds like that's I mean we're, we have a similar path in this way um I do. although I didn't quite know what I was doing <laughs> who, who did right but I just kept it feels like yeah I read those books and just I decided not to do pre-med and felt like I became a religion minor mm. right my family kind of looked at me like what is she doing mm -hmm. but mm. So it all made sense later can you share, or are you willing to share how that awakening has walked with you through your work and through your life from that point in college to where you are now? Like, what are some of the ways that the experience of opening to the sacred feminine has informed you? 
It's a yeah, huge I, question. It's big, right? It's um, really big. You could pick one moment. It just radically shifted my under my. Well, first of all, it caused me to leave the Catholic Church and all of the dogma. I still love mm. the devotional prayers and the, de the you know, the Christ, mm -hmm. the element of Christ light. That's still something that really resonates for me. The angels, Mother Mary resonates, but the dogma of the church, the church going and all that stuff. So that caused me to leave the church. And then as I moved into the feminine path, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. Mm. Right. I didn't I didn't know that I was going on to the feminine path. I just knew that this was interesting to me. And so I was learning about it and learning more. And then, yeah, one day someone invited me to a women's circle in graduate school and I realized, oh, mm. oh, the goddess. Oh, oh, this is this is what's happening. OK, OK. Mm. And I think there was a little bit more of a shift there, but it, it came gradually. It wasn't like a now you're a goddess worshiper or you are the <laughs> goddess or no, nothing like that. And I still, it's still. You're still following it. Still following the thread. Okay. So yeah. there was an initiation in college, it sounds like. And then these mm -hmm. just different, well, then you disrupted something. And that wow. was a major, right? I think we're just, when we step into this, I had a similar thing where I broke up. Mm. That's what I called it. I was breaking up with Christianity. I have since come around and reclaimed my own version, right? But I had to right. disrupt that thing that, that wasn't going to work, right. right? And then just keep following and following and following really in a spiral, mm. not linear. Mm -hmm. What is this that is constantly talking to me? Mm -hmm. What is this that I feel in my body? What is this from the earth? And, you know, just letting it come in more and more. Mm -hmm. being a vessel mm -hmm. and being a vessel and I think there's something about so there was Mary Daly and her Beyond God the Father book and then there's this woman who wrote two women who wrote oh gosh I have the book on my shelf it's the, the, the unfolding of the sacred in the women mm, no I don't know that one this is really interesting that it's going this direction but here's the book it's called the feminine face of God mm. The Unfolding of the Sacred in Women, and it's by Sherry, Ruth Anderson, and Patricia Hopkins. Okay, so this was one of your one of your books that initiated you. This was this was I think this was I think the one that really put me on the path of coming to California and becoming a healer and mm. all that. And it's it's been on my shelf and it stays there because I just mm. I keep reading it. It it talks a lot about you know when you rec when you reclaim because when you reclaim yourself from churches and dogma you do have to cultivate your own relationship to the divine. Yes, yeah. That's that's what this is all about. It's how do women do it? Because the the Christian church has been so. I mean, in other in the Catholic Church anyway, women can't be priests. Right. Right. You know? yeah. So. Can you talk about that theme on a few levels? Mm. Okay. One is being clear what's not for you, mm -hmm. then frees you to come into what is for you. You called it reclaiming, mm -hmm. right? remembering who we really are. Mm -hmm. How does mm -hmm. that, how does that inform your work? Mm -hmm. And like, I'd love to hear that. And also how does it inform you? Cause I think both of those we're working on multiple levels already. You and I. <laughs> Yeah, we are. Um, and that yeah. is the realm of the sacred feminine, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's a important question. Yeah. Take, take, I, take your time with it. So I do a lot of work with women from the Filipino culture, most of them living in the United States and having to mm -hmm. sort of span continents to keep family together or to continue relationships, right, with the tribe. And in a lot of ways, the reclaiming piece is hard because, um, how do I put this? The culture is so, it's so loving and so beautiful and so very yin, but it's also resistant to change and also very, um, 
hierarchical, like the kids are the kids, the parents are the parents, the elders are the elders. And it's, it's really hard when, you know, cause children are born and they've got these new ideas and they, they bring the evolution of the culture forward. Yes. But if you've got a really heavy top-down traditionalist culture, it's really hard for the kids to instruct themselves and to say, Hey, I have a good idea. Let's, let's take the family or the family business or whatever in this direction, or I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do it the way you guys did it. And a lot of the time it's me helping those first, second, third generation immigrants of Filipino descent to how do you honor your family and also honor your unique path and how it's, it's being called forward because it's it's tough balance i think in um you know white caucasian american families there's a little bit more understanding that children leave the nest that's a cultural mm-hmm. culturally accepted norm mm-hmm. at filipino families they're very different you're you're supposed to sort of stay together mm-hmm. and so how do you how do you do that and promote growth for the kids mm-hmm or for the next generation so that there's life and there's innovation anyway. I love that. Um, yeah, so that's How, one way that it okay. manifests in my work. Mm-hmm. Boundary setting is a big thing, right? I am me, you're you. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So why is that important in your culture? So we're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, reclaiming. One mm-hmm. way that we're talking about it is through the sacred feminine, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that causes, I mean, it is disruption because the feminine has been suppressed historically, and mm-hmm. it is part of what people like you and I believe is needs to get restored to bring balance, not, not against anything, but to bring in more harmony and more balance, right? So that we can yeah. thrive and so that we can be happy in our unions and we can have healthy families and healthy community. Like that to me is the, the vision but, yeah. So I'm really, I think it's amazing that you went right into the cultural piece because mm-hmm. I think this is where you have a lot of knowledge. I mean, I can relate to it a little bit because in the South, you, you don't, you do not leave your family. Mm-hmm. You don't. I mean, oh, you it's, don't. it's really similar to Interesting. what you, yeah, it's different. Like, you know, you're supposed to care for your elders. You wouldn't go off on your own and shirk that responsibility it's really woven into the culture there it's just different I didn't Uh experience that when I lived in the northeast or living out in the bay area the values are just different yeah um and reclaiming yourself in that culture it's a harder thing to do like I watch my boys they've been raised here and taught you can be anything you want to be like Mm -hmm. literally you could do whatever you want we just want you to be happy and we love you Mm -hmm. that was not the message I got there was a prescribed path And it definitely involved Christianity, right? And so Mm -hmm. for me to break up and reclaim, you know, what I didn't know is like this sacred feminine and the healer in myself was actually a really disruptive thing in my family. Uh, Ah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that this is kind of where you're going and that you're actually helping people in a much more hierarchical system than even what I'm describing Mm -hmm. to come back to themselves. And the mm-hmm. challenges with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm really reminded of how we teach what we need to know, right? It's like, yes, there's a reason that you and I are having this conversation, right? Yes. Yes. It's, it's not an easy thing to do this. No, it's, it's not. It really, really isn't. Disruption is not easy. And for me, anyway, there's a lot of guilt mm-hmm. that the disruptor you know, why couldn't I just stay the way and keep things comfortable for everyone else? Mm. And why couldn't you? And why could oh. How would you answer? I don't know. The, the force just wouldn't let me. Well, because you have to align with your heart and your soul. Even though it's hard, you're not willing to let that go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of care. Mm-hmm. Love that like being an expression of the sacred feminine yeah, I think is a really beautiful place to explore yeah I have an auntie right now who's as you know she's uh recovering from a stroke and every time I go and visit her with her she's got two full-time caregivers 
I'm just amazed at how loving and kind mm. and sweet they are to her. It's, mm. it's, it's an amazing quality of the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. mm. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So anything else you want to say about your no. future? Okay. okay. I, well, I also want to say I don't speak for everyone, right? That's my personal, yeah. that's my we're, personal take on it. But we're exploring your, so many. your, view yeah it's yeah. okay yeah, yeah. so it, i want to shift gears a little bit because mm. we started Thanks. talking about how this shows up in your work and you're explaining how you're you know helping people become free and more themselves is yeah. there anything else in terms of how the sacred feminine comes through your work the way that i like to talk about it is it comes in when folks come in who are so linear minded yeah and so a b a plus b equals c and, and then and, they need you. <laughs> and then they and then and then it's like, well, let's talk about cycles and spirals and waves. <laughs> and how how time is like that. And how, you know, we invented Monday through Friday, but each day is just a cycle of a sunrise and a sunset, a moonrise and a moonset. Mm. And the inhale and the exhale. So that's another way that the sacred feminine comes in is talking mm. about cycles with clients and how how that can help them shift or disrupt the stuckness that they're experiencing right now there's the disruption energy again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how do you find that's received by your more linear intellectual it's received and it's hard right because that the psyches can be so rigid or trained that this is the right way that to introduce a, a new thing is very jar you know the ego gets threatened mm -hmm. and wants to clamp down even more and then some people are just so so that's one type of client another type is they're so hungry because that's how they experience the world and they thought that they've been wrong this whole time that there's oh, a relief yes. oh yes right? there's a relief of oh it's okay to be like this <laughs> Uh, so you're just by being yes. by being who you are, you're giving them permission. There's a permission in it. And you're probably I know that you're really good at holding both the intellectual and the fluidity. So I sure yeah. it sounds like you'd be perfect to hold both of those places for people to play with. I love yeah. that. Yeah, mm. it's been and you taught me a lot of that. So thank <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> We're really co-creating this together. And that's, you know, that's really what I want to share is like even just through conversing about this, it becomes manifest, right? It's not, no one knows the answer or no one knows what does this mean? Mm -hmm. But as we play with it together and express together, things begin to emerge, right? right. I think it's a, such a feminine practice. And I want to bring everybody together to have the conversations because the things that I'm hearing from each woman that I'm talking to, and there will be a, a series of men too talking about this, has this just oh, that's great, beautiful expression of what this means to her, right? There's no there's no end, right? There's no limit to the feminine. It just keeps right going. <laughs> yeah. And so we can ride the waves and have some fun with it. And also we can come into alignment around expressing it in a way that others can meet it. Like there's so many different flavors of it. Mm -hmm. Is there any expression or archetype or flavor of the divine feminine that you feel present in our conversation or in your life recently? Any kind of influence or... Well, it's interesting. I, I've always sort of resonated with uh, the nun archetype. Uh, yes. Right. Or the monk archetype. I feel every time I talk anything spiritual, that archetype is there. Like the mm. having read a lot of the Catholic saints, you know, St. Francis and St. Claire mm. had a nice partnership going. So I, re I resonate with that. When I talk about it on an intellectual level, that's what comes in. It's the, the nun the one that holds mm. and then this other side of me is like the playful creative mm. there's that too that it feels Just like you're you're talking about right the the nun versus the nun and the playful creative versus the little bit naughty yes <laughs> <laughs> wow okay 
So those are a few expressions. A little bit wicked. Uh huh. A little bit naughty. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many different facets of the diamond of the feminine, right? There's mm. the destroyer. There's mm -hmm. the dark feminine. So many, but I'm not feeling those. Yeah, I just wondered what was conversation. Present, yeah, present in you. I mean, I I do want to honor the fact that you can do the descended deep work. I mean, that is, I think, is an expression of the goddess through you. You can metabolize and compost mm -hmm. a lot of mm -hmm. debris. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's mm -hmm. pretty amazing, right? Matchstick to flame. Oh, yeah. And Run it all up. Yeah. And so there's like, okay, so there's the nun, there's the destroyer, disruptor. There's the sort of, I like to say a little bit naughty part. There's the right? naughty part, the dancer. Which isn't, isn't really naughty. You know, I'm saying that as a joke because it's been made naughty that like us and our playful, sexy, sensual turn on. Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. yeah. So there's, those are present. She's there. They're mm -hmm. there. And as we tune into, I just keep feeling a warrior, right? There's also a warrior mm -hmm. yeah, who matter, who's like standing mm -hmm. by, the, mm -hmm. by the divine feminine is, you know, that might be coming from my side with all my Aries, right? Just like. Yes, I, I feel the protector, the warrior protector energy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting, you, you definitely held that for me when I was, when I was in places where I needed that, you've mm -hmm. held that for me. I feel like that's also kind of my work with my clients because there's so many who are struggling yes. with coming into themselves and there's so much self-critic community criticism family criticism that can just defeat people that yeah. you do there's this way in which the sacred feminine being the warrior athena maybe yes or artemis or freya norse goddess i don't know what it is in my culture but Mm. It's standing strong. You with the Tibetans, <laughs> and the power. power. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many flavors. I think it's great to give fuller um, a full expression to what it is we're talking about, mm. right? Just through all these different different ways of experiencing it, so that people can understand. We could also talk about nature archetypes that represent. Mm the feminine right like a flowing river or a uh, the power of the ocean or mm -hmm. the fertile earth right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the the lightning coming in there's so many different archetypes I love the nature ones that yeah. there's a way that people can access this yeah the the wise owl oh. right say more yeah. about that well I have um have her up there she's the wise owl and the death skull mm. and just you know what's ready to compost gets composted but she sees mm. like you can you can be throwing up mask after mask after mask and she just sees through it all and sees to mm -hmm. the goodness or the the core of what's mm. there and is that one of your guides yeah mm. yeah she's definitely there yeah. mm. so why does this matter i don't why know does why, why does it matter <laughs> Why are we doing this? Yeah. Why does it matter? Why do we need to talk about this? What would be different? I think it matters because to me anyway, I wasn't satisfied with the dominant culture didn't meet me. Mm. I, I couldn't find my place in it. I tried. I think we all do, right? Mm -hmm. mm. But it didn't fit. It was like a garment that just wasn't mine. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's important for folks to know that it's okay to be different. Mm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That for me, that was what it was. This path, the feminine path embraced me mm. in a way that the masculine path did not. Although, you know, I learned a lot from the masculine path. My grandfather was a judge and very stern and very learned. And, you know, there's a lot there that's good. Mm -hmm. But the deeper part of me was that wasn't wasn't my full expression wasn't that mm -hmm. mm. and so let's and imagine I, a yeah. world where the people who relate more to the feminine path have access to it mm -hmm. are including the men of course yeah right yeah yeah well why don't you talk about what that means for you 
it, it's been interesting. So I've been researching for a book that I want to write on healers. And I've been kind of doing what you're doing here, but different angle. I've been interviewing healers mm. who had their gifts when they were young, but they never really got to explore them because their families didn't know what to do with them um, or thought they were weird or thought they were whatever it was. But somehow they're working as healers today. And so I wanted to talk to them. How did you stay on path? How did you, you know, how did you overcome all the cultural conditioning that told you this is a weird path to be on? Mm -hmm. And I noticed a lot of the interviews I was doing with, were with women. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to find the men who were the men healers who also did this. And I've, I've been interviewing them. And it's interesting. The first one who came through, he's a, psychologist and he has the i mean he's definitely masculine but the emotional component is so strong in him and we usually re relate that to feminine right and he was hungry for a path that could recognize that part of him mm. and it wasn't coming from whatever his parents path mm -hmm. was so he had to branch out and disrupt and he found psychotherapy, he found psychology and young, and he leaned into that. Mm. But there, the young celebrate, young celebrates the feminine too. Absolutely. So yeah, that's why I said that. It's like, it's not just for the women who feel mm -mm. like they don't belong in that masculine mm -hmm. world that's been created. It's the men too are suffering. Okay. So I love that you're bringing this in because well there's a few levels we're not talking we're talking about restoring balance to the sacred feminine to have a healthy relationship with the sacred masculine and mm -hmm. we're disrupting patriarchy not mm -hmm. masculinity right mm -hmm. it's really right. we love we like the masculine we love the masculine well, i love I, well you know <laughs> you and i <laughs> right and you know we have work to do as women we can't we put do. that all on the masculine. We also have work to do. And as we become mm -hmm. more restored, so does that sacred mm -hmm. masculine take the rightful place. And then on another level, we have these inside of us. Mm -hmm. We have masculine, feminine, and all kinds of polarities in between. Mm -hmm. But we also have to restore these within ourselves. Mm -hmm. so I really mm -hmm. appreciate that you paused to say like this. And, and then also in mm -hmm. our masculine people, like you're saying, they also have a desire to be in harmony with the more feminine aspect of themselves. Mm -hmm. right? And some of them know that they want to express it in the world. And some of them experience it through a healthy, sacred feminine. Mm -hmm. right? So there's so much potential, I think, in restoring with, right? The more that I'm like in these conversations, the more I'm really tuning in to sacred union masculine feminine union mm -hmm. you know why, does, why, it why does it matter so i heard you saying why it matters is it restores certain people to themselves mm. right and then they're able to be in the world in a, in a more powerful and impactful way mm -hmm. so let's mm -hmm. imagine that on a large scale and they can love in a more powerful and impactful way which mm. is so important it's so important yeah yeah, so I can feel the ripples, right, in the healing that's possible, mm -hmm. right? We're mm -hmm. talking about it at this level of the individual and also some cultural, but there's, if we can restore, I love harmony and balance so much. Just imagine that. That's restored in you. Right. That is restored in your relationship to those you love. Right. Primary partner, your family of origin, your children, however that looks. So that those are healthier relationships. And then our community, which I think is an important part of this, right? We have healthier relationships, healthier families, healthier unions, families, communities, and we're, yeah. we're starting to thrive, right? And then it just keeps rippling. All the way out. Right. Can you yeah. feel that? I can. And doesn't that feel like that's where us like, this is like a conversation that has huge potential. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it does and each person that it touches is another universe that it touches mm -hmm. right for the ripple mm -hmm. so it matters yeah. this really does matter i think so for ourselves and then you know for our clients and our loved ones yeah for the i mean i don't necessarily talk about 
enlightenment or awakening mm -hmm. so much in my work but i do talk about you know how can you how do you be more human how do we how do we elevate and bring sacredness to the human mm. path right and mm -hmm. it's important to have the feminine there how do you do that in your life bring oh, gosh. in oh because we're talking about <laughs> can we go there uh, yeah, uh, I, mean, I don't know. Okay. Not imperfectly. Well, of course. I'm not talking about perfection. Nestle. Mm -hmm. Nestle. Yeah. How does the feminine express in your life or how does the sacred express in your life? So many ways. I mean, I, I don't know how to answer that question. Give okay. me a second. Yeah. We can come back to it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I see your, I see your life as a living altar. So it's interesting, right? That, I mean, to me, it's like, it is your life. <laughs> maybe that's why i'm a fish in water can't not seeing um, the water maybe maybe yeah maybe that's what it is is when you treat everything as sacred then everything is sacred mm. i like to say like life is our is the mystery school that we're in uh-huh those of us who are you know wanting it to be sacred i think start to just everything becomes that everything becomes that and it's yeah there's some judgment coming into my brain about it. So I'm just going to ask it to leave. <laughs> okay. I yeah. think that's really interesting, right? Because so, I wanted to ask for both of us to talk about, you know, this vision that we have of restoring the feminine and mm -hmm. what challenges come up mm -hmm. when we try to do that, right? And one just came up, which is mm -hmm. judging. Judging. The feminine path is really wild raw and wild it's pretty wild and it's pretty um untamed can be untamed and so there's a lot that's misunderstood mm. and can be really harshly judged you know mm -hmm. so i think that's what came in was i don't even know how to put it into words that's okay i think just like yeah. sitting in this place because that was actually the question i was getting ready to ask <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> it's like, of course what are, it was. What do you see? What do you see as some of the challenges? I mean, one of the things that I was working on with the last woman that I was speaking to was just this, the cycles, the ebbs and the flows, right? That are around the, the more sacred feminine, like just the birthing process, right? Contract, come down. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. how our culture isn't oriented to seasons is not oriented to cycles is not honoring of rest right so just to even come in and say like let's just take rest right yeah like there's days where we might just need to do nothing mm -hmm. that's part of just what it is mm -hmm. to honor the cycles of this mm -hmm. energy and how challenging that is intrapsychically mm -hmm. she was saying she just laid in bed for a day and right and just that that's a big <laughs> deal it's a huge deal right and did she enjoy it or were there like she had made major, in her major transformations to where she was able to do a half day without any of the demons yeah right and so yeah. you know I'm, I'm curious for you like what kind of things come up when you think about actually moving in the world in the way that we're talking about because it's one thing to talk about it mm -hmm. it's it another is. thing so to try to live it or create a business around it right absolutely my right now my edge because i am dancing with the nun monk archetype with the, the creative playful one is sexuality mm. right so it's easier to be in in your own space when you're doing when oh. you're choosing celibacy mm -hmm. as the path what you, you, you take your ordained vows as a monk or a nun when you're choosing celibacy as a path that's a path I, i'm did not choose celibacy as a path. And yet it's harder for me to move in the direction of sacred sexuality. I think because of my dance with the wounded masculine, yeah. right? There's that, there's that. And, and also my own inner misogynist who, mm. you know, who says that's not for you, or you, you know, you shouldn't be enjoying that much pleasure or coming from my catholic background oh you're living in sin if you do that right mm. there's it's old it's old patterning but it's there mm. and how to how to work how to just tell that to go away for a little while mm. Mm. 
Okay. Right? Just like just like your client who had to work to be able to lay in bed for half a day, half a day, feel free. Yeah. I think there's a lot of sexual shame still that is needing healing in our culture, in this culture. Absolutely. So there's like 10 places I want to go. The but, role of pleasure. So important. I want to talk about with that. Another, with an, mm-hmm. And also healing our relationship to where we have been wounded by the masculine. Mm. Those two places that you just brought up feel really potent and also just something that I feel like you really understand. I understand the pleasure piece, how important that is. It, that? You know, yeah, it, I mean, it fills you up, yeah. Mm. So many people have um, the path of motherhood and parenthood right now, and it depletes. And in order, I think, to fill you back up, you need the pleasure in life and outsource a little babysitting or a little childcare <laughs> to other people. To It's super important with my parent clients mm-hmm. to, to have that pleasure. And it's also radically disruptive of capitalism Mm. and all the other things that say you're supposed to be a robot and work 12 hours a day. Mm. So if we feel good through, you know, however we want to do that, could Mm be, you know, sexual pleasure, could be enjoying a nice bath or bringing flowers. I mean, there's so many different ways Mm -hmm. to bring. Traveling. Traveling. Eating chocolate. Uh-huh. <laughs> just really enjoying life having a party having a party which we weren't allowed to do for many years oh, in the beginning of the pandemic but now uh, we can right? so you're saying that may that if you feel good if you allow yourself to really get into that and feel it then you don't want it want other things to fill that hole as much like you don't need to buy things. You don't need to be sold things. Oh, consumerism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What else is Definitely it? there. Pleasure. To me, it just gives you more energy. Mm. So it's like a regulator. So it's a regulator. Yeah. You have more energy. To, you're happier. So when your kids come back, you have more mm. presence with them because you feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't have kids, it's, it's about your mood. Mm-hmm. how do you keep your mood in a in a good place you gotta have pleasure to do that and mm-hmm. i'm not talking about obviously addiction it's, right mm-hmm. that's a different conversation but healthy pleasure important so to really like be in that pleasure the way you're framing it is like it it's also a disruptor there's mm-hmm. a there's a little bit of a radicalness in it you mm-hmm. know i mean i'm just hearing this chatter of like well, you could really lose yourself there, right? It's like you right. could, yeah, right. That's why I said I'm not talking about addiction because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it can. We can feel in in our. I remember working at these corporate law firms in my early 20s, and they would, you know, we we would do overtime, 10, 11 o'clock at night. They'd send us home in a car, and then we'd have to shower, change, and circle back in. Mm-hmm. Um, those were at the worst times. It wasn't always like that, but there was this expectation mm-hmm. of that kind of output, not just with us, we were legal assistants, but from the attorneys that were there. Mm-hmm. And you, that grind is not sustainable at all. Mm-hmm. So the sacred feminine, right. in a few ways that she gets restored, could actually disrupt grind culture, mm-hmm. is what you're I saying. So. I think so. <laughs> I love that. Let's do that. Uh-huh. Why not? I mean, work is important, right? But also sustainability is important. Mm. Yes. Yes. Every single conversation I have had with these amazing women has noted this aspect of grind culture as, you know, one of the things that's really harmful and how the sacred feminine is restored through pleasure or food or rest or tending or care really disrupts that. Mm Mm-hmm. It really disrupts that and that we're mm-hmm. up, we're literally up against that because that's how we're told we have to be to survive. Mm-hmm. Right? And, so, and it's all fear-based, right? Yeah. I think. Feels yeah. that way anyway. Well, yeah. Like if you let go and rested for half a day, or if you like really got into yourself for a half a day, you might not have what you need. Mm-hmm. You might not be okay. Right. So mm-hmm. that's like someone else might grab your job. 
someone else might or something. Yeah. Right. So you're really, right. we're really up against that conditioning. Yeah. It says the way to be okay is to just become a part of the machine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Super important. What yeah. are you feeling as we're talking? Mm -hmm. We're talking about restoring the sacred feminine and she why wants us to disrupt. Yeah. I think she's tired. I think she, mm -hmm. she, the goddess, the earth, I think she's tired. She wants to disrupt. Mm. We're seeing that in the weather. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. when you think about disrupting how do you feel what do you notice it feels very home to me mm -hmm. um i don't like you know it's not fun being seen as a disruptor mm -hmm. there's there's some kind of like people sometimes shy away from you when you're known as that but it's mm -hmm. it's imp i think it's important otherwise things get too stuck mm -hmm. I think you have a really beautiful way of doing it, right? Mm -hmm. It feels mm -hmm. like, you know, you you hold so much spaciousness. Mm -hmm. right? You're probably able to do it in a way that isn't as confronting, I'm imagining. I mean, I haven't right. actually seen you in that role, but I know that you can be really fierce, but I just feel like this big, like spacious yeah, love that would Opening. be, yeah, that would be part of what you're trying to do. The ocean refuses no river. Is that a song? Right. And then the river of my clients, they're the parts of them that they want to express, but fear to express, mm. disrupting that and saying, no, it's okay. Mm, Do it. That. Say it. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Okay. So will you tell people again how to find you? Yes. You can find me by typing in my name, riamistades.net, N-E-T. Okay. And my website's there. I do psychotherapy, I do healing work, mm. um, lots of different offerings. Mm. You can play with tarot cards if you want to do something light. We could do mm. drum healing. <laughs> we could just chat and talk about your life and mm. you can tell me where you need to shift and we can see where, where the medicines want to go. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful offerings. Is there anything else that you feel like you'd like to give voice to before we wrap up our conversation anything that feels there's a thank you that's coming in and there's also the importance of spaces like this yes for folks to really see they're not alone that other women are also on the path and grappling with this and mm -hmm. taking it seriously and you know there's something about taking it seriously it's not mm -hmm it's not fluff no it matters but, okay so what you're talking about is really important it's not fluff because, right i mean i love a beautiful goddess dress mm -hmm. but there's so much more mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean to the mm -hmm. the work of cultivating this within ourselves and within our lives it really matters and also mm -hmm. we need to be honored yeah i have a really good friend and colleague her name is sushi frausto hmm. and she's fun and fabulous and very vivacious and very creative and my vanity was was um acting out one day and i was like oh sushi i don't know i just feel like wearing jeans and a sweatshirt and and she was just like so goddess wear your jeans and sweatshirt it's okay <laughs> That's good. You can be a goddess in jeans and sweatshirt oh, yeah. or, or an aspect of the so, goddess. I'm not, not going to claim the goddess, but yes, an aspect of. Yeah. I love that. There's a deeper, deeper current. Yeah. You, you can do that while you're gardening and digging in the trenches and, mm. you know, caring for your auntie who's coming back from a stroke. There's yeah. so many ways to be. The care. That's that care part again like taking care of the earth, taking care of our beloveds, taking care of our families, taking care of ourselves. It's such a central part. Mm -hmm. And it's, it can be so gentle too. How do you make each act an act? Mm -hmm. Making your breakfast in the morning, make it a gentle act of mm. care for you. Yeah, it's, there's so much there. We could keep talking. Ancient voices That's it for this episode of Magnolia Leadership Podcast. Having you here is such a blessing. As a Magnolia woman, 
We are leading from our deep aligned power to bring our full bloom to ourselves and our gifts to the world. If you're inspired by this podcast, I invite you to share it with someone or leave a review. Sign up for our newsletter or one of Magnolia Leadership's upcoming in-person or online offerings at magnolialeadershipco.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, so much love to you.